0: We are so honored that you would take the time out of your week to listen to this week's message. We pray that you find it helpful and life-giving. If you would like more information on Hope Church, you can check us out at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening. So uh, my name is Emma, if I haven't met you yet, hi. Um, I'm the lead pastor here at Hope Church, and I just want to talk to you this morning more about the Messiah. It is so amazing to me um, how God has worked all of these promises from the Old Testament to the New um, into this promise that we have in Christ. Last week we talked about the promised Messiah. We talked about how he is with us, all of us. We talked about how from Abraham all the way down to Joseph and Mary, God had a plan, and his purpose prevailed through every generation down until the birth of the Messiah, Jesus. And then we talked about Joseph, and we talked about how unique Joseph was and that God chose Joseph for a purpose. Joseph was a man after God's heart, and he had a special purpose purpose in Joseph's life. We also learned that we can model Joseph's character. He was um, absolutely self-disciplined. He believed in a life of fidelity and faith. He had an amazing heart after God, and he had the righteousness of God with the compassion of God, all wrapped up in a person who would care for Mary, the mother of the Lord Jesus Christ. This week in staff meeting, I asked our uh, staff a question in preparation for this message. I said, Tell me about your most awkward Christmas moments. <laughs> We had a lot of fun as they shared a lot of things. Uh, Liz shared about embarrassing gifts on Christmas morning that Eric has had to participate in. Oh, it's the worst. Um, And I'm not going to get into details. You can ask him after the experience. I'm sure he'll share with you how he is totally embarrassed by all of those things that happen at Christmas (laughs) that Liz does to him. Then Alfie shared that his Christmas was once kind of ruined because him and a dog wrestled over a piece of sausage, and the dog won, which landed him as a small child in the ER on Christmas Day. Not exactly the Christmas he expected. Last Christmas for us was definitely not what we expected. It did not go according to plan. I love to give our family experiences, and after a year of struggling in trying to launch Hope Church, we decided to take our family for Christmas as their Christmas gift, their, their one Christmas gift, we had little things, but the one gift was to take them to Great Wolf Lodge. If you know anything about Great, Great Wolf Lodge, it's this huge resort that has a big um, water park in the middle of it. You literally don't need anything but a wristband for the whole entire stay, and you get to go and have fun in this water park. It is so much fun. My kids look forward to it, so we packed up everybody And my son was not feeling the best, but we thought, "Eh, it's probably just a cold. Um, So we packed up anyway. But the day before we left, we thought, I will just get him tested for COVID just in case. Can you see where this is going? We arrive and we unpack at the resort. And in the middle of the first night, we get an email from the state saying that our son had tested positive for COVID. So the next morning, I was tasked with not only telling my whole entire family that we had to pack up and leave, But I had to call my other family members and tell them, hey, you've been exposed to COVID and now you have to shut down all of your Christmas plans. Over the next few days, as my children and I all in tears left the resort, um, escorted out by the staff because we had to share with them that we were positive, I began to feel very sick on the way home. And slowly each and every one of us in the house contracted COVID. I've never felt more exhausted (laughs) and tired uh, in my whole life, and it just didn't end. If you know anything about COVID, it just seems to drag on for forever. Um, I have asthma, and my son has asthma, and it affected us in a far more severe way than the rest of our family. But here we were, quarantined, and on Christmas Day, I couldn't breathe. And I was pretty concerned. Alfie coached me through uh, pretty severe panic attacks (laughs) while I tried to catch my breath, and I made it through the day. But it was probably the worst Christmas I remember because I woke up in the morning. We usually, Alfie and I are super excited about Christmas. We usually wake up about 4 a.m. Yes, we're those crazy parents. And we usually get out our phones. Or, you know, back in the day we had a video camera. And we usually go in and wake up our kids. Hey, good morning, it's Christmas. It's my God. And we go crazy and we, you know, call them downstairs and we read the Christmas story and we, um, I make cinnamon rolls every single year from scratch. Like yeast cinnamon rolls, you hear that? That's the joy that happens in my house over cinnamon rolls. Um, And it's a big deal to us. But this Christmas morning, I was in bed and I was so sick, I didn't even know it was Christmas Day. It was probably around 8.30 and Alfie kindly woke up and he said, babe, you've got to come out, the kids are dying. Like you've got to wake up, and I was so sick. I drugged myself out. We usually have my in-laws over. My my um, papa and mama are usually come over and enjoy Christmas morning with us, but they couldn't, and so they dropped the presents at the end of the driveway, and all we could do was wave, and cry, and it was pretty rough. It was not what we expected at all. The good news is that God had a plan. And he had purpose for us, even in the middle of that struggle. And more importantly, he had the power of the Holy Spirit with us, and he gave us people. This morning, I want to share with you about um, Mary. We're going to look in the chapters of Luke, the first chapter of Luke, and we're going to look at what happened with Mary. And we're going to see how we also can have a purpose and be empowered by the Holy Spirit and be surrounded by the right people to bring about the plan that God has for your life. I would love for you to look into God's word this morning with me as we turn to Luke 1, through 30 out. If you're a note taker, you're a world changer, get out your phone. Please be sure to take notes. Um, if you're listening online, you could take notes. Sitting right there, wherever you are in your car, unless you're driving, don't do that. Okay, friends, we don't write and drive. That's not great. It's not great. So this morning, we're going to look at Luke. Verse 26 and 27 say this. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, and we're going to get to who the heck that is in just a minute, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. Now that's important. Last week, we covered those prophecies that said that he would be born in Bethlehem. And we talked about Nazareth, and we talked about Galilee, and how all of these were going to come together. Verse 27 says, To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Mary. We talked about Joseph last week, and we talked about what it meant to be pledged, and how serious of an engagement that was. But let's talk about Elizabeth for a minute. Elizabeth is Mary's relative and the wife of Zechariah, and in Luke uh, 1, 5 through 25, the first part of this, we read how an angel appeared to Zechariah. Zechariah was a priest, and he would go into the temple, and he was, uh, they, they pulled straws, right? And he got the short straw, and he had to go into the temple and minister before God in the Holy of Holies. This was a big deal, this is not just, you know, a side task. This was very important. So as a priest, he went in and he was ministering before the Lord and taking care of the incense and everything that happens in that, that space. And an angel appears to him. And he says, you and, Mary and your wife Elizabeth, though you're old and though she has never had children, you're going to have a son and his name is going to be John and Zachariah says, "Say, "What?" "N,ah. For real, though." And he says, "What? Not really." And he didn't believe. He had some serious doubts, and the angel says, "Well, just to prove that this is going to happen, you're going to have to not talk." And he was struck dumb, unable to speak. And the people were wondering, where is Zechariah? He's supposed to come out and bless us. Like, bro, come out and bless us. Like, I got lunch back at the house. Like, do your thing. Come out. Dominus, ominus, let's go. But he didn't come. And forever he was not coming out. And finally he comes out. And they're like, what happened? And he goes, ooh. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even say this amazing thing that had happened to him because uh, the angel had shut his mouth and he couldn't talk. And the miraculous happened. And Elizabeth was pregnant with a boy, John. Elizabeth would be extremely important in Mary's life. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more later on. Verse 28 continues, The angel of the Lord went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus, Yeshua. He will save the people. Matthew says that. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign, this is important, over Jacob's descendants forever. Forever. His kingdom will never end the first thing I want you to notice here is that the angel several times throughout Matthew and through, throughout Luke in the tellings of this story says something very important. He says, fear not or do not be afraid. I mean to tell you that if an angel showed up, I'm afraid. Somebody is going to have to help me get up off the ground. Right? Can we just agree that that would freak me out? By the way, facts. Angels don't have wings in the Bibles, okay? It's a different creature. So that whole picture that we all have of this brightly shining winged thing, not the thing. They actually look like, a lot like you and I. But Mary and Joseph and the shepherds are told repeatedly, do not be afraid, fear not. Because God's comfort to them was, and God's comfort to Mary was, you have found favor. And I want to promise you this morning that God's message to you is you, yes, you have found favor. Favor. You have found favor with God. If you're hearing this message, you have found favor with God. And he has a purpose for your life. The favor of God is the purpose of God for your life. And he has one just for you. And Mary's purpose was connected to the eternal purpose of Christ's coming. And your purpose is eternal as well. Now I love Mary because she continues to ask just a little question. Unlike Zechariah who has doubt, Mary just wants to know how. How? She says, how will this be since I am a virgin? This is a valid question. This is valid. I mean, and I want to tell you that it is absolutely 100% okay to ask God for understanding. When God said to Alfie and I, we want you to plant a church, I said, How? How? We, we don't have the education or the means. How? How are we going to do this? I don't even know the first thing about this. How? But God had an answer. He had a plan and he had prepared for us the power to do what he'd asked us to do. And he has power for you too. You might be asking, how am I going to give generously when I live paycheck to paycheck? How can I serve in Hope Church with my past mistakes? How can I? Can I tell my friends and family about Jesus when I still struggle with doubts myself? How can I do this thing that God's asked me to do? And the answer today is going to be found in the next answer of the the angel. He says this, he says, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. You see, God has answers for all of our how questions. He also prepares and provides all you need to take your very next step of faith. Whether it's baptism, whether it's becoming a part of Hope Church as a partner in taking growth track, whether it's diving into your very first devotional Bible study with us on the Bible app, or whether it's getting the Dwell app for the first time, whatever your next step is, God has a plan for it, and he has, um, he has prepared a way for you to take that next step. It's been very exciting over the past week. We got to meet as a team and begin to plan our year for 2022, and we've got scheduled baptisms, And we've got scheduled growth track and we've got scheduled groups and all of these amazing uh, messages that we feel God has for you. And I'm so excited for that because God has next steps for each and every one of us, including me. I'm excited because I have more classes and I get to learn more that I can bring more here with you in 2022. Now the angel goes on to tell her Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And as an older mother, I'd like to say thank you for that. Um, For no word from God will ever fail. Elizabeth is a gift to Mary. Do you see what God has done in giving Elizabeth to Mary? She gave Mary uh, God gave Mary Elizabeth to give her the sisterhood of motherhood. To have somebody who's heard from angels. To have somebody who was pregnant at a very same time. To have somebody who understands the ins and outs of the miraculous. God didn't let Mary be by herself. And I love that about the Lord. He always provides people. Things Uh, These things were all words from God and we're reminded that God's word is absolutely eternal and he's faithful to the point of never failing or ever falling short of what he's promised. In this passage, we see the amazing promises of God that apply to you and I. God demonstrates through Elizabeth and Mary something valuable. Mary and Elizabeth's lives were not going as planned. I'm sure Elizabeth had probably settled in her spirit, much like I had settled my spirit that we were just going to have two boys and I was going to be a boy mom for life um, and then I already downsized my car, right? Elizabeth had it settled. I had it settled that this was in, right? And then the miraculous happens and she's pregnant. And it's not as she planned it. And it's a little more complicated than she'd expected to begin with. But God modeled for us in this very first Christmas what we can do when life is throwing us with unexpected things. He's with us in three ways. This morning, if you're taking notes, I want you to write down that he is with us in purpose. He is with us in purpose. The angel said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Because of Mary's purpose and bringing the Messiah into the world, she was Christ's conduit and steward, and she was given the privilege of purpose. The privilege of purpose. And you might think you don't have a purpose this morning. Can I just talk to you for a minute? The truth of the matter is that your purpose is much like Mary, and you've been given a calling to be a conduit and a steward of Christ. Whether or not you're a Christ follower yet, you can rest assured that God has a purpose for you in Christ Jesus, and you are Christ's representative. When you say yes to Jesus, you say, yes, I'm a representative of Christ, and I'm going to take Christ into the world and bear the Son of God before everybody you are given that distinct purpose and privilege. And Jesus Christ himself gives it to you when he gave us the Great Commission. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. And you might not think you have a purpose, but your purpose is just as weighty as Mary's. You are the light of the world. You are a city on a hill. You have Purpose. You are the messengers. You are the angels proclaiming God. You are the one who has to carry the message of Christ further than the people who brought it to us. You are the William Tyndale's. You are the missionaries. You are the ones. Stop looking for somebody else to tell your family and your friends about Jesus. You're it. You are the answer to people's prayer. You are the answer to the homeless in our society. You're the answer to the addicted because you are the carrier of Jesus Christ into your community. So when we say yes to Jesus, we become like Mary and our task is to carry Christ. Now also like Mary, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live lives in such a way that people see a clear and better way. This week, um, as partners, our church partners, we all read in a devotional, and I love what we read. First Peter 2, 11 through 17, teaches us the ways that the power of the Holy Spirit helps us, but he says we have to partner with him. Paul says this, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that they accuse you of doing wrong. They may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits. He goes on to say, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority, or to governors who are set by him to punish those who are doing wrong and commend those who are doing right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free People, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slave. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God and honor your emperor. Paul says that your good deeds will glorify God in heaven. People are watching your life. And when you say, oh, I'm a Christian, I follow Jesus, you better believe that they are looking even more closely into who you are. And when you say, oh, I serve at Hope Church, they're going to look even more closely at your life. What are you doing in your life? If you're running around cussing people because they're not doing what you expect, if you're running around losing your temper, if you are stuck in sinful addictions and not seeking help, if you're treating those at your workplace like garbage, please do not say you're a Christian. Please don't do it. Live in such a way that people go, ah, that person is a Christian. That person is a life marked by love. God has given us his power. And how we can obey Christ is through the power of the Holy Spirit. So this is the next point. God is with us in power. The Holy Spirit is that power. In verses 28 through 33, we read a proclamation. The angel proclaims to Mary what will happen. But this leads to preparation. The angel explains to Mary that the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born, will be called the Son of God. I want to talk to you about the word overshadow because it's very very interesting and unique word in the Greek. And it means literally to be surrounded by a cloud of brilliancy. And it's the same word that was used when the Spirit and the presence of God led the Israelites out of Egypt in a pillar of cloud. It's the same word that's used when the presence of God descended into the temple in Solomon's day. It's the glory and the presence of Of God. I am so enamored with the power of the Holy Spirit. The presence and the Spirit of God led the Israelites out. It fell in the temple on Solomon's day. But as you'll see in the future, when you read the Bible, this same presence, the same word overshadow, which would happen to Mary, was literally the glory of God coming down and resting on Mary to do the miraculous. But it's the same word that's used in Matthew 17, 5 and Mark 9, 7 when Christ is transformed before the disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration. It says a bright cloud overshadowed. It's the same presence that said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. God's presence made the difference between Mary's fear and her peace and acceptance. The power of the Holy Spirit is with you, and it will never, ever fail you. You'll fail. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to sin. Tempers flare. Things happen. But how you respond in the moments, how you let the power of the Holy Spirit transform you, is what matters next. Because I blow it as a parent and a wife and a leader all the time. But what matters is when the Holy Spirit touches my heart and says, hey girl, what was that all about? I'll say, I don't really know. I don't know what I was doing. I lost it. And he'll say, you know what? That's fine. Go fix it. Make it right. And I'll apologize. Yes, I apologize to my kids. Sometimes, the rare occasions that I'm wrong, I apologize to my husband. Sometimes. Mary would have likely heard about Elizabeth and Zechariah by now. The truth of the matter is that Mary probably heard the rumors because, you know, a priest coming out from the temple not being able to say a word is kind of a big deal. That probably would have gotten to Mary in her village by this time. But Mary would have only just heard the rumor. But the angel informed Mary that it was more than just a rumor. He even confirmed that it was true that Elizabeth was in her 6th month. And we know that nobody else really would have had this information because it says in Luke 124 that After Zechariah emerged and after Elizabeth was found to be with child, she went into a five-month seclusion period. Nobody would know. But the angel, making sure that Mary knew that she was highly favored, making sure that Mary had the promise, and making sure that Mary knew she had a partner, said, don't worry, this is going to happen And Elizabeth is now in her sixth month. The word of God will never, ever, ever fail. He made a promise to Zechariah and Elizabeth. He made a promise to Mary, and he's made a promise to you and I. And his word never fails. Here's the promises that that the angel makes to Mary. He said, you're a virgin, yes, but you're going to give birth. And you're going to have Jesus, and he will be great. And he will be the son of God, and he will reign forever forever. Not bad for a teenager, right? Not bad for somebody who didn't have two cents to rub together, right? Not bad for a little girl in the Middle East. Not bad for you. Wherever you find yourself this morning, God has a purpose and he's given you the power, but now he also gives you people. God is with us through people I know it may not always feel like it. (laughs) People are people, right? But God has given us people. Elizabeth is the person who Mary can rely on the most to say, Me too. I get it. And we all need somebody in our life who can say, Me too. Me too. As I've gotten to know several of you, one of the things that we have Me too's about is kids. Some of us have Me too's about bad movies, um, but we have Me too's about parenting and about being a spouse, some of us can connect on levels that others can't, and that's why we need each other. That's why God provided us with people. He wouldn't let Elizabeth be without Mary or Mary without Elizabeth. He gave them a companion, and we see Mary go visit Elizabeth, and we'll talk more about that visit next week, but she has a companion, The amazing thing about what else God provides is God provides a friend for Mary, but he also provides a marriage partner for Mary, somebody who can go before, somebody who makes sure the road is clear, the donkey's well saddled, there's food, and that she's protected and covered. God has a friend for Mary and God has a friend for you too. If you have not connected to a group, whether you um, are here for the first time, we have women's group and men's group. We're actually having a little get together for the ladies coming up on the 16th. Um, we are evading Hartley's house Um, God bless her. Um, And so just make sure that you connect to groups. You can connect to groups online. But you have a person. Maybe you haven't found her yet. Maybe you haven't found this guy that can walk with you through life. But God has a purpose for you. And God doesn't ask us to walk alone. He gives us people. People who can experience with us. People who can um, be with us through the unexpected. People who will fight with us and fight for us, and laugh with us, and cry with us, and people who can be there when emergencies happen, and people who can pop by your house and bring you Starbucks. I live at, no, I'm (laughs) devolting. Bring it by anytime. Um, I love a cold brew with sweet cream. Um, But you need those people in your life. And Joseph gave Mary all of that. And God gave Mary Joseph, and God gave Jesus John. When Mary visits Elizabeth, Elizabeth gets a quite a kick. And she said, "Oh my gosh, you're pregnant. You pregnant, girl. And this baby is now filled with the Holy Spirit and jumped at the sound of your voice." What an amazing connection. You see, Jesus didn't have to walk alone either. He had John that prepared the way for him, just like Joseph prepared it for Mary. John would prepare the way for Christ to come into the world. He didn't have to go through it alone. John was with him. Until John was taken first. And I can guarantee you that John was anxiously awaiting the moment when Christ stepped back into the right hand side of God. John was like, What's up, cuz? Been waiting for you. Been waiting for you. God gave these cousins the Holy Spirit. He connected them and He connects us through the same Holy Spirit. But one of the most awesome things is that God provided Jesus with the disciples, but he also provided Mary with the disciples. Do you understand that the disciples loved Mary? They came around Mary and all the women that followed Jesus, and they comforted Mary. And at the very last moment of Jesus' life, hanging on the cross, He looks at the disciple John and he said, John, this is your mama. Mama, this is your son. And he puts Mary's care in the hands of John so that she would never walk alone. He made sure that somebody was with her. So why wouldn't he do that for you? Why wouldn't he give you people who love you? Why wouldn't he give you someone who cares for you, to be your friend and your partner. If you're single out there and you've been waiting, hold on. The right person is coming. Don't settle for anything less than God's best, my friends who are dating. Don't do it because God has a partner for you that, like Joseph, will bring you so much joy and so much fulfillment. But don't settle. If that boy don't know Jesus or that girl don't know Jesus, next! next. You don't need that in your life, okay? That's what I'm saying to you right now. God has people for you, so stay connected. Get involved with church and live above offense. For the love of God, if somebody says something and it offends you, would you please put on your big girl pants or your big boy pants and go and say, hey, you've offended me. You hurt my feelings when, or the story I'm telling myself about you is, so that you can live above offense, and so you don't just walk away from a relationship. Can I tell you, please, for the love of God, stop ghosting people. If you don't agree with them, please go and talk to them. You know why? Because relationships matter, people matter, and they're worth your time and investment. And yes, they're worth the uncomfortable feelings. And yes, it's going to get hard. Look, John and Jesus probably didn't always agree, and we know the disciples didn't always agree with each other, and they didn't agree with Jesus all the time but they never abandon each other. Stop abandoning your friends because you don't agree with everything they say. It's important. The final point I have for you, and I want to give you a little heads up, that I'm going to ask you in just a few minutes to say yes. To say yes to Jesus. The final thing that we get to to do and that Mary got to do was participate. We've been asked to participate in the story of Jesus, she says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. She participates in the purpose. She participates in God's power. She participates in becoming a a person who other people can rely on and count on. Prayerfully today, I want you to connect to God daily and say yes. Yes, I'll be that person. I will carry this. Yes, I will be obedient to your leading in every moment. When your Holy Spirit touches my heart, yes, I'm going to do what you asked me to do. And can I tell you the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He will tell you things about other people that supernaturally you did not know. When you tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, You don't need the stars. You don't need horoscopes. You don't need anything because the power of God is with you. And he will give you everything you need to be effective in your ministry. You don't need anything else. Christ is enough. And when he indwells you, when you say yes to Jesus, you have the power of God. And God has spoke to me and told me, give this person $20. I have been asked to give money to people more than I would like. Okay, can we just be honest? Because I'm a tightwad like my daddy, and I always want to save for the future. But there are some times when God says to me, this person needs that $20 in your hand. And I've handed it to them, and I've watched as tears come down their face, and you say, I don't think you understand. I need this. How many times I've said to you, hey, I know this sounds weird, but God asked me to tell you that everything's going to be all right and that thing that's bothering you right now will not bother you tomorrow. And I've watched as tears streamed down their faces. They said, oh my gosh, I have been so upset and I've been so worried. The Holy Spirit will help you. Let him in. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to being a minister of Christ, carrying Christ like Mary. Keep a prayer journal. Y'all, this is one of the most powerful things I have in my arsenal in my life. You think I'm kidding? Please, go into my study at my home, and there will be a shelf, and on that shelf you will find prayer journals. I kid you not. And when I feel depressed and when I feel like God isn't moving and when I feel like I'm stuck, I go and I look at my prayer journals and I have written down, first I always write what I'm thankful for, and then I ask God for things. I ask him questions. Why does it say this in the Bible? What is that about? Why do you allow suffering? What is all these big questions? And I can go back and I can see the answers that he has given every single time. I go back in my prayer journal and I look at the time that we lost a baby. And I look at the heartbreak and my prayers and my shattered heart and all of the pain and all of the angst and all of that. And then I flip forward about four or five months and I say, Thank you for this baby, Oliver. Thank you for this child for which we've prayed. Thank you, God, for carrying this baby. I can look at our daughter's life. Remember that unexpected pregnancy? Well, they told me I was geriatric age to be a mother. That's what they say now. I don't think that's nice. They should strike that. I'm just fine. But they told me that Phoebe was going to have, um, that she would die if I went into labor naturally. Her placenta didn't sit right, and she was going to be in trouble. I was so scared. But the power of the Holy Spirit was with me. And we had prayed and prayed and prayed. And that little girl is over there in Hope Kids. And she is a crazy, fired up redhead. And I see the answers to to every single prayer. And when my marriage wasn't going right, I see the prayers that I prayed. And I see God's answer. So please, for your own sake, get a crappy uh, composite journal from Walmart for 92 cents. Get a pencil or a pen and write it down. When you sit down and you talk to Jesus, write that mess down. Ask him all the questions. Tell him all of the bad stuff. He doesn't even care what language you use. Write it down. Write it down. Speak it to him. Because when you come back later, when stuff isn't going right again, you can see every promise of God is yes and amen because Christ intervenes in your life. We hope you found today's message both helpful and inspiring. Hope Church meets every Sunday at 10 a.m. in Seaford, Delaware at the Seaford Senior High School Auditorium. If you would like more information, you can find it at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's hope, B-E-L-M-A-R-V-A dot com. Thanks for listening.